episode 027, 2013 Legends of Tron Fantasy Football Podcast. Your host is always Narf Money, live from the 19106. I'm joined by Fuse and Hudson coming on to talk about the Final Four. Hudson thinks he's a team to beat. The backdoor bracket, Fuse thinks he's a team to beat. Talking some advanced stats, quarterbacks versus running backs, where we're drafting next year, how good we think Vigo's team is, who else has a chance. Listen up, Chons. It's good. The playoffs are upon us. Week one is over. We're down to four people in the real bracket, four people in the more entertaining bracket. And to talk about that, it's got both Hughes and Hudson on the pod. What's up, guys? What's up? Uh, so, Fuse, this is your first time on this year. What's new, man? This is. Uh, not too much. I'm living out in Astoria now. Just got a new job, you know. Wow. What are you doing? Uh, still working in digital advertising, moving to another agency, more senior position. Uh, different types of clients. Awesome. How, when did you start? Uh, I put my two weeks in on Friday. So oh, so you haven't started yet? Now. Yeah, and I start uh, after New Year's. Oh, awesome. So, did you, oh, so you built yourself in like a vacation week there? Yeah, I actually get two weeks, which is nice because they're closed between Christmas and New Year's. So I get that week and then kind of a week after that. Sweet. How do you like Astoria? It's awesome. Uh, definitely that- a good place to live in New York. Lots of space, pretty cheap rent, and... Uh, Pretty good, you know, social scene out here. The Greek food's awesome out there. It it is. Uh, my roommate's also actually a chef, so he has a restaurant out here that I go to a lot. Oh, really? Oh, cool. <laughs> so the story's good. You started a new job, and your your leg is like fully healed, right? You can play ultimate again. Yeah, I played uh, this past season. Hud and I were on a team together. How'd you guys uh, do? Finally got to play again. We did, did you okay. beat Anton's team? No. Well, Anton's team was terrible. Okay. Um, we we were the number one overall seed, and then we lost in the semifinals because the only the really only like nationals level player in the league showed up and just went deep like ten times against us. Who's that? Um, what's his name? His name is like Ryan. He was on what's the team? He's on Seven Express, something like that. Oh yeah, they made nationals this year. They're good, I think. Yeah, he's like their main dude, and he plays in mud for some reason, and just like <laughs> That's kind of dominates. Funny. Why does yeah. he play mud? I don't understand. It makes no sense. So did you guys have just no one that could come close to guarding him? Pretty much, yeah. All right. But you still did better than Anton's team. Oh, absolutely. All right, cool. Anything? Yeah, anything? And- what fuse? There's one. I remember one specific time that Anton's job was to stop the pole and then let it roll right through his legs out the back of the end zone from, like, midfield. Uh, his team was pretty terrible. And then did he pick it up and throw a flick into the ground? <laughs> uh, basically. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Hudson, anything new on your end? You got final exams coming up and shit? 
Yeah, I'm going to say that if I lose this week, it's because of uh, studying for finals. So your team is uh, your team's hot right now. Let's get right to that. We got semifinals matchups. How do you feel going up against top-seeded Noah? I'm really confident this week. Um, I thought that Moose might like somehow sneakily beat me, but once I sort of snuck past him, um, I really don't think Noah's team is that good. Well, I mean, RG3 sitting out is going to help you because he doesn't even have another quarterback on the roster. Yeah, but like he's he's relying on like Tom Brady to put up 200 yards in the fourth quarter, and all of his running backs are, are fine, but I, I don't think they're like consistent. I don't really trust them. Well, Moreno's number four overall. Like I, I get what you say, but like you got to look at numbers. Moreno's been good all season. Yeah, he has. I just think that like if you don't have Manning, you're really like hoping that they get the touchdowns. Same with I guess Demarius Thomas. Like you just. The, the yards are going to be okay, but you're really just hoping that they are the ones who score, and that's kind of random considering that they have so many people who can do it. They have, they have a lot of weapons who can score. That's a good point. Um, I mean, did you see the stats I put about Brady today? His stats with Gronk versus without? Like, it's a huge difference. Yeah, although that's sort of mitigated by him having Vereen, who got 17 passes thrown to him last week. I couldn't believe that when I saw it. Yeah, Vereen has 55 targets in five games, so he he's definitely going to get looks. And Noah's... Probably going to start him, I think, unless he tries to pick up a quarterback. Yeah, I looked at the quarterbacks. I think Kirk Cousins is the only one who's really out there. Yeah, I'm not sure if I would start Kirk Cousins over Vereen if uh, if I was Noah. But I mean, he's got the wideouts also, Demarius and uh, AJ Green. Like his wideouts are better than yours. Uh, yeah, they're a little bit better. Um, I actually have a little bit of faith in Pitt. I know you said that he wasn't. Um, you weren't. You didn't love that. That start but i think he could be pretty good you're starting two tight ends do who do you have on your bench like no uh, one? james jones I'm, I'm pretty sure when you came on the first time you were saying how you can always get a better wide out than a second tight end weren't you i think pitta would be like a top 10 tight end if he had been playing i mean he was he's like a guy flacco has a lot of chemistry with yeah who, who's baltimore baltimore's playing detroit right yeah they're playing in detroit so it's in a dome that's a good pass i don't think detroit's up. great uh, and so, so are you predicting uh, a win for you? Yeah, I actually, I'm pretty shocked that you put me at 122 points. I would, I put myself at least at 130. So, it's it's proven me wrong every time. I just, I can never trust the pit passing offense like Roethlisberger and Brown. It's so much of your team, and like, I feel like they're overperforming every week. Antonio Brown is like being He's good. really, really good. You're right. I, I know. I mean, if they do it every week, they're not really overperforming anymore. But like, I think if his if his name were like Andre Johnson or you know like uh, AJ Green and he had his stats, we'd be like, oh, that makes sense. And Lionel wouldn't have done the trade with me. But you just think like, oh, Antonio Brown, like he's like one of these other Steelers receivers, and he's whatever. And now he's like sixth in the league in in uh, in fantasy points for receivers. Now you're right. He's he's legit. Um, I don't I don't know if Fuse is on the call anymore. Fuse, are you still here? Yeah, <clears throat> it just got a little better. What's, what's wrong with it? It's got to be your internet if me and Hudson can hear each other fine. It, it could be. Are you, are you like, really far from the from your router or something? I mean, I understand how Wi-Fi works, but uh, my computer's running fine. Uh, uh, Weird. Okay. Um, so, so... I don't really know. All right, what, uh, what about the other matchup? Uh, Vigo versus uh, Noah. Who would you rather play in the finals if you get there? Um... I guess I'd rather play 
Probably LC. I don't think his team's very good. It's not. It's he's he's only has the two quarterbacks. That's it. Unless Roddy, uh, I mean Roddy White's playing a little bit better, but I'm not. I wouldn't be super afraid of Roddy White if that was like his third best player. You're an Eagles fan. Like, is Nick Foles actually good? Should I be like no worried one, about him as a player? No one knows. Uh huh. You mean as a fantasy player or a real player? I guess both. I mean, as a fantasy player, he's. I guess he has numbers, but like. I've watched him play before. He doesn't seem that good, but but obviously his numbers are good. It's I, I, honestly it's like no one is sure. I, I, the trend like, people are starting to think it might be legit. He might actually be good. I mean, he's only a second year player, and he, he put up. He was good in college, but he had like an awful O line, so he never had like a lot of protection. Uh, the Eagles O line's been playing really well. Uh, I mean, Evan Mathis is awesome. Peters uh, on the outside is awesome, so he's getting good protection. Uh, I mean, I mean, Shady obviously helps a lot, and it's it's a Chip Kelly offense is is good for him. But that said, he's had so many really lucky plays. Like he's throwing yeah. a bunch of picks that have gotten called back or bounced off. I mean, you remember the Packers game where that touchdown to Deshaun that the two DBs just yeah, ran into each other? Unbelievable! That yeah. was unbelievably bad. That's like out of like a cartoon that they literally just ran into each other. And then the ball bounced off one of their heads. Yeah, it should have been like a, an interception. I think it like hit somebody else, and then Deshaun Jackson just like yeah. catches it anyways for a sixty-yard bomb. I mean, it's like it seems like every time he throws the ball to Riley Cooper, like Riley, his defender has just fallen down. Like he, yeah, he just so many like easy pass that way. I'm not trying to take that much away from him. Like his stats are amazing. I don't think he's a top ten quarterback in the league. I think he's, I think he's just kind of having a really hot stretch right now. But if he was, I'd be thrilled with it. Okay, well, I, I'll make a prediction, which is that me and Noah will, will have the ties two scores of the week, and one of us will not make the finals because of our stupid rules. So you and Noah will have the highest two of the playoff teams, you mean? Of the, the remaining four teams. Right, I agree with that. Now, the highest scores of the week will probably be me and Fuse and Yoni, actually, because we're the hottest Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right <laughs> uh, but that the same thing happened uh, last week. You and Moose, but Moose beat both Vigo and CB, and Moose's team is awful. Yeah, Vigo's win. I mean, I think it scored 105 points. Yeah, 105 that's, that's, to 102 because Matt Stafford had four fumbles in the snow. He had the third lowest score, and he's in the semifinals. Uh, yep. That. I, so, what was your what was your suggestion that you you get to choose your matchup each week, or what? I forget what it was. For the I think playoffs. that at least in this round, the top two scores should just advance. Oh, I see. Fuse. Were you, did you vote for that or against that? What do you think about that? Fuse is not part of this podcast. Fuse. I don't know. I hear you great. I can't like. I think he's typing. I because th- we can hear him when. I'll type to him. I don't. Know. Very weird. He uh, was not here. Oh, he just cut in. No, we can't hear you, Fuse. Uh, I mean, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, now, now we can hear you. All right, so while, while we have you, what do you think of Hudson's playoff suggestion? That's the top two advance, not the head-to-head matchups. Just going total points? I mean, I think it's a good idea, especially if we're using this expected win you know, as a metric. That kind of takes that all into account. It definitely and, does. I mean, it's, it, is, it is a good method, a uh, good metric, I should say. And I think, I mean, uh, that's how the playoffs should work. Yes, you might not be able to officially do it, in you know the ESPN platform, but like as a commissioner, you can always add more points to have one person advance or whatever it is. Yeah, um, Anton can handle it on the back end. That's not a problem. 
Right. Yeah. So I mean, I'm definitely in favor of you know, high scores going forward in the playoffs. If you're going to do it this week, you should do it last week also, Hudson. They're like, make it both weeks of two games. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you could do it. Um, and then maybe even let like the number one seed choose who they want to play. Well, you that's, can't, that's you can't do it both ways. I, well, no, so like you would take the top two scores of last week, but then like Noah can say, well, I'd rather play Vigo. But you're not playing anyone is the point. The so top two scores advance. Well, he That's would choose between point. he would choose between me and Vigo. Right, but isn't your point that it doesn't matter who you play because the top? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't matter in the semifinals either. You're right. Yeah, you're defeating your own point. I got confused about the second step, but we yeah, get ignore <laughs> what I just same, said. It's the same step twice. You're just doing the um, same thing in round one correct. and round two. Okay, so you're... yeah, I just I, I like that. I mean, the idea of like even like you get more money for having the best record in the regular season and all these like metrics are that. Like, head-to-head is pretty fluky, especially in 13 weeks. It's not a huge sample size. It is. The suggestion that I threw out back in the preseason, which I don't think anyone voted for. Oh, no. I don't even, it's not even possible, so that's why I don't even think we voted, was you do it so it's basically expected wins, where, like, every week everyone plays everyone, and you just, like, add up your wins each week, and it, like, takes away all the randomness of head-to-head. But it also takes away the fun of, like, a head-to-head matchup. Yeah, you have to sort of strike a balance between the two, I guess. Yeah, so I understand not doing that. Now, Fuse, are you still here? Yeah, there's right. also, you know, it's tough when you get three people that score, you know, 165, 163, and 161 in one week. And that 161 is just so much less. I understand expected wins still up against everyone else. But, you know, in most cases, you're not going to get two people in the same week that get that playing each other. Uh, yeah, that's true. So... What's so, like, you're, you're going down pretty far in win expectancy when they do have, you know, that bunch is, like, I think it was the last two weeks we had someone at 166, 165 and a half, and the difference right there alone is, you know, it, it's, I think it's too much for such a high score. You think the diff, oh, I see what you're saying. You think expected, expected wins should be less of a differential between those because they're so close and because that person had a high score? And it's such a high score, exactly. I don't really know how to count I, for that. I see that what you mean. Um, I mean, that, that just makes the whole formula get really complicated once you build in stuff like that. Uh, right. It, I, I see what you mean, but like the, the, the counter to that is like, you're try- like, it doesn't matter if you lose by 100 points or half a point. Like, you lost to that person, so like they beat you that week. Right, so it is accounted for in the metric, but you know, I think it's too much. Okay. So, Fuse, as, well, as one of the hotter teams in the league right now and in the more entertaining bracket with myself and Yoni. Would you be afraid of any of these four teams still in if you were to play them in, in the backdoor bracket? I, I think the you mean that's in the the winners bracket. Let's say yeah. Which of the, which of these two four teams do you think is the strongest? Is still in, and do you think they're better than the way you or me or Yoni are playing right now? I think the only person that does have a claim to that is Hudson. Um, I think he. I mean, I think he's the favorite to win it all. I was looking over, you know, stats just going back the past month. Only three teams in our league have averaged about a 140 or more, and that's me, Hudson, and actually Yoni. All right, fair enough. I love when people bring stats to the party. Good work. Um, I mean, the thing about Yoni, like, you guys are all hot right now, but your teams were, like, not with, with Narf as the exception, but, like, you guys had bad teams early in the year. Fuse and Yoni definitely did. So, yeah, I'm kind of up. I'm, I don't know. You, got, you, you deserve to be where you are, Hudson. You, what did you finish, third or fourth in points scored? 
I think, yeah, I'm around there. So I'm overstating a little bit that the better teams are all in the backdoor bracket just because I'm trying to make myself feel better. Like, you and Vigo, I actually think, I think except for me, it's the four highest scores from the season that are in. Yeah, four of the five highest scores are, are still in. So, I mean, that that's legitimate. Like, you can't say anyone doesn't deserve to be there. Vigo's team has been cold recently, but he had a hot start, so. Yeah, I mean, like, if if Yoni wants to stash Gronkowski on his bench for the first, like, six or seven weeks or whatever, like, he's going to have a shitty record because that's a high draft pick, and, like, that's that's the risk you take by doing that. So I don't feel bad that he, you know, barely barely missed out. Uh. And the, the Yodi's still only claim to missing out is because of the the Moose Geno Smith fuck up. I mean, I don't feel bad about the Gronkowski thing either. I feel bad about that for him because he actually should have made the playoffs. Wouldn't you rather have teams that are hot in the playoffs rather than teams that have gone cold though to have better matchups? That's a good point, but how can you do that? Like what? Well, like, I mean, should you just like wait the end of the season more? It seems like it all should matter. I, in a way, yes, because having a better end of the season means you're a more deep team. One of my main strategies in the draft, which, you know, Narf's going to dispute, is I drafted a lot of running backs, so I was deep because I know running backs get injured more than quarterbacks. Look at who Hudson's quarterbacks are right now for the playoffs. It's Ben Roethlisberger and McCown. Like, are you ever thinking... No, I got Matt Ryan. Hudson doesn't have McCown. Uh, Anton has McCown. Or, yeah, sorry. (laughs) That That was my phone. Even better. Um, Hudson, who's your second quarterback? Oh, it's Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan still. Yeah. But, like, you know, the that's why I think, yes, end of the season, when there are going to be injuries in every season, you have more rounded team. You can still recover from injuries. And I think it's not just waiver because we have our new waiver wires set in place. But I think, yes, maybe slightly favor the end of the season because you also want to have hot teams in the playoffs. That that's an interesting point, Fuse. This is a good discussion, but how could you like how could you realistically do that? Uh, like I, I get right. your point, but in in actual practice, like how could you put that in place? Like what would be the deciding I mean, factor? Like how would you decide this team is hot even though they have a worse record, so they get in? I mean, this is like an extreme example, but like end of the season wins could count for one and a half wins or something. When do you start end of the season? Like week 10, week 8? Week... Like it's going to be arbitrary to some extent. I would say it's halfway through the season. I, I, I can't imagine anyone's going to... Go... I mean, this is... Like, I've actually never even thought of this myself. Probably there's a reason that I don't think anyone has or would do this. Um I don't know. It's, right. I think it's just more exciting to get, you know, the 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 better teams in the playoffs. Would you want that? I mean, Hudson, would you vote for that rule or no? No, I mean, like, I just, I think that you should pick a team that can win every week, and you shouldn't pick a team that can only win in the end. Like, you could, ideally, you can do both, but... <laughs> yeah, like, you can. I'm, I'm drafting guys who I want to win games for me in week one, and week 16 not 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 like hope that you know they someone gets injured and they become good and and i mean if we want to do that maybe we could have more bench spots or we could have more ir spots or whatever but i think that i don't think i don't think we need more bench spots like the way there's already there's already not really any talent on the waiver wire on a week-to-week basis pretty much yeah although you'd be surprised like how people sneak through if you say that again you're chopping out 
I was saying that I think there can be less bench spots, actually, and maybe, like, another IR spot or something. The, why is that, that? That's Is that really a difference? Yeah, there are more, there's more talent on the waiver wire. I, I guess so, and you can stash two injured players. Um, I mean, five bench spots is not a lot. Go If you went down to four, even with two IRs, like, that's... I mean, I get what you were saying. Like, there's going to be a, there will be a lot more waiver wire activity and more skill that way. But uh, that, that's tough. I don't know if anyone would be in favor. Yeah, then bullshit happens on bye weeks, and you're just like a guaranteed loss. A guaranteed loss, or dropping someone you really don't want to, which is obviously like a tough. Dis- like that's part of the game right. is is preparing for that. What's uh, what's your prediction now? If you you really think that Noah's going to beat me? I, I don't know. It's. It's it. Your your team has been good. It's just players that I don't like that much, and like I, everyone has their own biases towards which players they like and don't like and think are good. I think Noah's. I think Noah's wideouts are significantly better than yours. I think it's a big advantage. Even even calling Antonio Brown good. I don't. Larry Fitzgerald against Tennessee. Tennessee's been really good against wideouts against the passing game this year. Um, and I think his wide his wideouts actually have pretty good matchups. Uh, it, it depends on Brady. I, I think Brady will have a big game against Miami. I think it's an important game, and it, it's, a, it's a good matchup in a, in a warm place. And I do think the Gronk loss will hurt him, but I think he's just pl- I think he is playing a lot better now than he was like seven weeks ago. So I, I do, I'm not sure all of his improved stats can just be called Gronk is back, so Brady's better. Like, he's been playing well. Yeah. His, his lack of a second QB... Uh, definitely is a concern. Uh, I was looking at Matt Ryan's stats, though. Like, he hasn't hit 20 points in, like, 10 weeks. He's been awful. Yeah, I mean, he real quick, going great. back to Gronk. What, Fuse? For, I said real quick, going back to Gronk before you go to Matt Ryan, is some key stat that I was I was reading today is the Patriots' red zone efficiency while Gronk is playing. I think while he's in, it's, like, 75%. And with him out, they're only at, like, 38 with, like, 10 more interceptions. So having him in the end zone is still such a huge factor having that matchup uh, one-on-one, you know, throwing it to him inside. These, these are great stats, man. This, this, this is good co-hosting so far. Uh, and that, that's a good point. Actually, the red zone is definitely... Uh, I mean, we're, he, he throws to Gronk. He's the only one. They don't, who's else is their target? Like, is, is Ken Brawl's not active anymore, right? Yeah, like the right, little like, Amadola, white receivers. Yeah, Am, Amadol, but is Amadola really as much of a red zone threat? He's not, he's not a super big guy, is he? He's, I mean, bigger than some of their other receivers, but yeah, not a huge guy. Okay. No, I think I think also Brady like shits the bed in one division game a season, and He's Miami's sh- like secretly okay. No, Miami's not bad. Uh, I actually they they have they have a decent shot at, at getting into the playoffs. It's a sixteen. Baltimore is a tough schedule. Um, I, I don't know. It took me a while to get behind thinking Noah's team was good, and. I, I, I finally do. Um, I, he's been really consistent all all season long. I mean, he's first in expected wins for a reason. Uh, and, you know, RG3 wasn't really that great for him anyway. So maybe the loss... If Shane Vereen, if Shane Vereen can get like 15 points, I think Noah's, Noah's fine there. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be close. I don't like... Uh, Noah's team scares me. I'd much rather be on the other side of the bracket, but... Uh, yeah, you um, you have the hardest side of the bracket for the second week in a row. So, I mean, if you get to the finals, you'll play probably the, the top two other playoff scores to get there. Cool. Yeah. 
Vigo's lucked into this this for sure. V- Vigo's team is interesting. Like, what do you would you want Kaepernick on your team? Like, do you trust him at all? Or Romo? Like, those are the most untrustable quote unquote good quarterbacks in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, we have to remember that Vigo won because Matt Ryan fumbled and Matt threw a first down in the pass. That's the reason he's in the playoffs. Oh, right, the reason he's in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. He got a he got a pretty lucky win against me that week. There was like the middle of the season where Vigo's team was like really good four weeks in a row. Uh, I don't know. Dez has not been good either. It's it, his whole team is trending down. That's why I wanted to pick him over Lamb Chop with like every fiber of my being. But <laughs> like, it, I, neither of these teams impresses me that much. Like, I don't know. Vigo's wideouts. He's starting Harry Douglas and Hakeem Nicks. Like Kaepernick's been bad, and when Kaepernick's bad, Davis is bad. Dez has been like the tenth best wideout. What's good about Vigo's team? Right, he just has been consistently like a little bit above average and yeah, gotten he's, this far. he's got he's just gotten lucky, and I, I almost wanted to just go off that like Vigo's just getting lucky enough. But we'll, we'll see we'll see how they play out. Uh, Hudson, I know you got to get to uh, back studying for finals, so you want to do some Tron rank play still on the line? Sure. All right, Fuse, can you hear us? Yep. All right, Fuse is still on. Um, this week's Tron rank will be... I hope it's not the end of the podcast. That's okay. We'll make it work. Um, top three, bottom three Trons to be a successful politician. Who wants to go first? Hudson. Can you repeat it? Top three, bottom three Trons to be a successful politician. We're going bottom first, right? Bottom first. We'll go Hudson, then Fuse, then Narf. So you want me to give all three, or should I go just with one? No, give, give all three. We're not. Otherwise, let's go for, take forever if we just go. Okay. Um, Lamb chops is easy negative. Because uh, he has red hair, and you can't be a politician with red hair. Obviously that, and also I, th- I like he trolls a lot, and I sort of think that's just like all he is. Like I don't know him at all, but <laughs> I've never gotten like a like a funny email or anything other than just like awful trolling. <laughs> Uh, that's a good point. That might be all Lamb Chop is at this point in his life. Like, I don't even... I just... It's weird, because I'm such a stranger, and he just seems like such a terrible human. Have a great point. Have you ever met him in person? Like, ever? I think maybe one time when I was on Tron, he was, like, showed up to a practice for, like... Because he was in town. Maybe it was him or a different alum. You've, you've never... He's never been to an alumni game with you? No, I don't... I don't think I've ever had a real conversation with him. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not missing Other than much. being trolled in emails. So, yeah. <laughs> That's actually interesting that there are people in this league that have literally never met in person. Uh, I yeah, guess, I have I guess, not met CB, or I guess I've met Noah. Well, they're better people than me. All right, so you got Lamb Chop on the bottom. <laughs> who, who else? Two more bottom um, politicians. Anton's very short, which doesn't help for being a politician. And Russian. But Anton could do, like, backroom dealing like kind of things. But, okay. Yeah, he's not a great choice, but I put him down there, and I guess it breaks my heart to do it. But I think I gotta throw Vigo in there. <laughs> it breaks everyone's heart. Uh, Vigo's got the law degree. That's a good step. That's a good stepping stone. Yeah, that is a good point. But I don't know. He seemed maybe for the same reasons you gave it in the uh, wingman Tron rank for for him being a politician. All right, uh, Fuse, you're up. Fuse. Confused. There's gonna be so much dead. There's gonna be so much dead air to edit this out. I might not even. I'm do sorry. It. Yeah, it's gonna be terrible to edit. Um, uh, Josh. <laughs> it was work. It was working well. It, it just said just cut out. Yo. Uh, oh, fuse, you're back. Yeah, just right. missed it. I heard so, lamb chop for being a fucker. So Hudson gave lamb chop, 
Vigo and Anton for bottom three trons to be a polit- a successful politician. Your bottom three trons. That's actually pretty close to mine. I was going to pick Lambchop also because he's a fucker. Okay. Um, I was going to pick Anton because... By, by the way, by the way, by the way, um, before we keep... Lambchop is a fucker, but remember when Priest came on the podcast like in week four and was like, let's be nice to Lambchop? He went on a three-game losing streak after that. So, Hudson, you're in the playoffs, man. You might want to be nice to him. I want his team to win, though. Okay. Good. Yeah, you actually do. Him. You actually yeah. do want his team to win. All right, Fuse, keep going. Uh, the second one was Anton, because I think there's a, a height limitation that you have to be in order to be a politician. <laughs> okay. Also in life. And then the last person would probably be Vigo, because he couldn't even have the balls to sit Marshawn Lynch. So I really don't think he can do much as a politician. What about, first of all, those are the exact same three. But what about the balls? Is it, when was he supposed to sit Marshawn Lynch? Last week? Yeah. Against SF, you mean? Exactly. No, to, right. to make sure that he, that young Oh, oh, I thought you meant the playoffs. Oh, oh yeah. Hudson, you were for that move. You thought that should have been allowed, right? Yeah, you should do whatever you can do to make your team better. Like, there's no yeah. reason to to worry about like hurting people's feelings. Like, there's there's money in the line. Like we're all mature enough to understand that like you should do what is best for your team. Hughes, you agree with that? Like think about it this way: if you have a defense going on Monday night and you're up by three when they don't have anyone less, you're not going to play that defense. Who knows if they're going to get you know minus points for you? You're going to sit them because that's the you're, smart thing for your team to do. You're correct, but that's not. It's not exactly the same because Fuse, your 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 scenario is. Guarantee is making sure you win the game. Like the other scenario is not making sure you win the game. Well, you need you need to make sure you have a better chance of winning the league, which involves having a, a team like Yoni's out of the playoffs. Look, man, Vigo Vigo played it perfectly. He started Marshall Lynch, lost the game anyway. He got some great karma for that, and and that caused CB's team to choke. And now he might just ride that all the way. Yeah, I mean, people just their arguments were just like throwing Jew guilt at him. There wasn't any reasons for like this is unfair, like. People, he has every right to do what he thinks is best for his team. Uh, okay, uh, I will. I will give my bottom three. Um, I, I had the guys you picked were good choices, but I'm gonna I'm gonna mix up a little bit for the sake of not keeping it uh, even. Frogger would be an awful politician. Uh, <laughs> he, he can. He's an awful public speaker, uh, and not to have even really ever heard him give a speech. I don't think. I just know he'd be a bad public speaker, uh, and you can't get there with like a co-side background. Like that, that's not going to cut it for him. Uh, Noah would also be a bad politician. Although I thought about putting Noah on the top because I think he'd be good to be like control. He could be like the like the front man for Anton pulling the strings in the back. But I don't. Know, I still think Noah's too aloof and easily confused uh, in public <laughs> to, to make us a good politician. And I will triple down on Anton, not Lambchop, actually. I'll go Anton, just because, like, he, Russian background, his name. Like, would you ever vote for a president named Anton? It's tough like, to do, yeah. You're not going to get past that. So, like, communist background, it's so easy. Like, I'm sure, like, it's so easy to run a hate ad against Anton also. Like, you could come up with so much <laughs> shit. You got to have, like, a clean closet. You can't have skeletons in there. Um, yeah. All right, top three. Hudson, do it. Uh, I'm going to go with Moose. I think he's an obvious choice. He's, like... Into that schmoozy stuff. Moose is, Moose is probably the number one pick here, I think. Uh, I gotta go with Lionel as well. It's, it's, We're deadlocked in right now for for positive mentions, but he's he seems like he would be like kind of 
really good behind scenes and is like got that swarmy asshole, um, but not that hateable thing going for him. Uh-huh. Um, so you want him on your side. Uh, the, the last one, I guess I'll go with you, Narf. You sort of oh. like seem like you would you would have a lot of like ideas and and plans and deals that that could work out. That's having they could also fail horribly. A lot, but a lot of people have work. ideas. I don't know if that makes you a good politician. But you have these like crazy ideas that like could maybe like you come up with one crazy idea and gets you uh, like elected or something. I would make a bajillion backroom deals and promise everyone everything and just hope it didn't come back to bite me. Um, that sounds like politics. Yeah, I think that is politics. All right, cool. I like the top mentions. I make. I might make a run at this. We'll see. Uh, Fuse, you got three for the top. Yeah, uh, first, I was also going to pick Moose because he's already essentially a politician for Brandeis. Yeah. So wouldn't God, be much that is of a... annoying when you open those letters and get to see his name. I, I hate him even stronger when that <laughs> happens. Do you, now, do you actually open the letters or you just see it from Brandeis I, me and, and throw it away? Me and this, me, this is actually true. Me and Jess open the letters to see if it's Graham's name as a joke. And then, like, half the time, <laughs> it is. And so then we just make fun of him. Uh, no, I never answer the phone when it's a seven eight one call, like seven p.m. on a weeknight. Though, like that happens like every week. Yeah, the only reason I answer that call is because I know either Moxie or Big Steve will be working, and I just immediately ask to talk to them. Oh, can you do that? I yeah. always do, and I always talk to them. And you just waste their time. Pretty much, yeah. All right, all right, few. So, who 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 else you got? All right, so Moose, I'm going to put Hudson in there because he has one key trait of a politician. Um, if you don't know this about him, he's a pretty good flip-flopper, so I feel like that would work <laughs> well for him. All right. Um, and the third top one, um, I was actually going to say Frog before you put him in the negative. You uh, can say whatever you want, I think man. he it's kind opinion. of is more, you know, acts more, kind of holds himself well. Frogger as a politician. You want Frogger to be the president of your country. <laughs> Maybe not because it's a vegetarian, but oh. I guess. <laughs> Damn. All right. Um, I'll give you guys some tops. Moose is in the top. He's He, he literally could just be like a, a politician person. Um, I just forgot my second. I remember my third, but who's. Oh, no, no easy. Um, Hudson, I got you on that list also. Law degree. Yes. Well spoken. I didn't even know you had the flip flopper thing going for you, so that just makes it that just makes it even stronger. So we've got Moose, Hudson, and I've got Priest as a top politician, man. He can talk his way in or out of like any situation. Plus he's got like he's a PhD in econ. I think he works for like some government econ thing. Like he'll he can just move his way up until he actually t- takes over. So Yeah, I probably should have picked Priest, but he's above me in, in positive mention, so I didn't want to push his lead you, you, any you higher. Can't, you can't influence that in Chan man. It has to be a fair, unbiased system. You could be a good politician, too. It's not that bad of a choice for me. Uh, all right, cool. Um, Hudson, I will let you go. Thanks for uh, coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, good to talk to you guys. I wish you luck against Noah. Actually, I don't know. I don't know who I'm rooting. Actually, yeah, I'm rooting for you. I don't want Noah to make back-to-back finals. I'm rooting for you and Vigo, actually. Younger Tron should, should win this league, I think. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to support that. <laughs> but I'm, I, uh, I'm, I'm rooting for you and Vigo because then I will still be the only person to make back-to-back finals. And at this point, i got to cling to everything I have. Fair enough. All right. See you, man. See ya. All right. So let's talk about our matchup this week, man. Uh, you got in the $50 pool with Yoni and me. You think you're going to win this thing? Yeah. Uh, I was very confident going into um, the backdoor bracket that I'd actually score the most points. I thought about proposing that 
bet to you. Um, I think you would have taken it, too. Oh, I would have taken it in a second. Uh, right. Uh, I was looking at some stats over the past month and the past three weeks. Over the past month, like I was saying before, only three of us scored over 550 total. Um, sorry, over the past month, which was Hudson, Yoni, and me. And over the past two weeks, or past three weeks, week 12 through this past week, uh, Yoni's averaging 150, I'm at 144, Hudson's at 140, but like, everyone else is pretty low down. So so who who on your team is playing well for you? Because you've had tough injuries, like Doug Martin, Randall Cobb, who, who's your best player right now? Yeah, definitely lots of injuries have been hurting me all season. Um, Andre Johnson's, you know, I've He's been, been thought highly of all season. I still think I'm going to win that bet with so, you, Yoni needs like 320. We're, we, he's at tw- he's at twelve seventy seven with three to go. Yeah, so three twenty three. That it's gonna be close, man. It's gonna be really close. He has a lot of good matchups coming. I mean, he plays Indianapolis. He's gonna give up a lot of yards. He goes to Denver. I think it's gonna be a shoot. Or it's in Houston. Sorry, it's gonna be a shootout with Denver. And then it's Tennessee, who has been giving up a decent amount of um, not a decent amount of yardage to wide receivers. So I think that's actually his toughest matchup. Oh, it definitely uh, is of those three. The first two are but great But I, I think over the next weeks, he's going to be pretty close to that 320 anyway. His his first game he played Indy was actually when you and me played like five weeks ago. I can see him going like, for, you know, like 200 yards. Close to 140. So are you concerned at all, though, that Houston is trying to lose and they might uh, sit him down a game or two or fake an injury or something? No, I mean... It doesn't he, really he wants to play in the NFL as much, but yeah, um, I, I think he's going to be playing. The whole Houston team is just a mess. I think they just need to play out the season, see what happens. You know, doesn't the good thing about it is wide receivers generally don't sit. It's more you know your quarterbacks, your running backs, but wide receivers are generally in there because there are only so many of them on the team. Yeah. Um, and it really doesn't matter what quarterback's in, as we've seen with him, because he's catching everything. No, he, he's he's good. I, I never think he's good anymore, but he always is. But I was still surprised because he's never hit 1,600 yards in his career. So you're betting on him to have his best yards total of his career at age 32. Like, that's a bold bet. Yeah, I was, I was looking at his stats. I think it was like four of the last five years, though. He's been above 1,575, so I... And, I, w- I thought they were actually going to have a really good year. I was uh, well, I think pretty most people also in. thought that, but yeah. Um, so I, I actually I thought they were going to have a great year just as a team. So I thought he was going to get, you know, be a prime benefactor of that. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to I'm pulling up our matchup right now. Where? Oh, okay. Um, second round down. So. So you're actually the only one that didn't have a... I mean, Welker is not going to play for me. Oh, actually, he's ruled out now. I didn't see that. So, yeah, well, he's out. So Welker's out and Gronk out. I mean, you, those are... those are. I mean, Gronk is more of a serious injury. Welker wasn't doing that much for me. But, I mean, that's got to be nice for you. You're the only one that didn't have a starter go down last week. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, a couple of my guys got banged up. Like, uh, Lacey and Floyd are both still injured. So I'm kind of worried about them. Especially with Floyd's matchup against Tennessee, not great. Um, Decker's going to get a lot more going in with you know Thomas out and Welker out now, so I'm feeling good about that. Jordan Cameron, man, I, it's been tough season with him. You know, past like five weeks, he's been terrible, and he finally had a breakout last week against New England. So I'm hoping for big things against Chicago. But uh, when he's on, I think I'm a tough team to beat. 
yeah, if he's on, you're you're very tough. I don't Decker, like any. It's tough to. He's not consistent though. Like I mean, obviously he's been amazing. Well, no one in the Denver offense really is. What? No one in the Denver offense really is. Welker and Julius Thomas were very consistent. Well, uh, Julius Thomas all season. Welker until he started having concussions was consistent. Um, like Demarius and Decker have bigger games, but they also have smaller games. So. I mean, you can see Decker going for like thirty yards easily if they if Peyton just throws to Demarius the whole time. Right. He also has seventy two points in the last two weeks, and so I'm feeling pretty good. I, I, I agree, he's good, and I like the matchup against San Diego. Um, I think it's a, a high scoring game for them. So, what about your quarterbacks, man? You finally benched Joe Flacco. That uh, I'm proud of you because he's awful. Well, yeah, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to play him. I know you hate talking about other leagues, but I'm actually in those. Of semifinals in Hudson and my's other league, and I'm playing against Flacco, so I think Flacco's going to be on my bench this week. Good, that's a, that's a good call. Um, but I do think he has the better matchup. Um, obviously, I I mean I'm far back in the waivers, so I'm not even looking for Kirk Cousins, but it cro- did cross my mind. Do you um, uh, do you regret uh, the quarterbacks you ended up with post draft? I mean, if you could draft again, would you go quarterback earlier, or do you still stand by your strategy? Uh, so this is tough. I, the two guys that I was going back and forth were, for running back, I was going between Jamal Charles and Doug Martin, but I was also going back whether or not picking Peyton in the number two spot. That would have been a pretty different I, season for you. Yeah, uh, I mean, if Doug Martin stayed healthy, he was still getting 10 points a game. Yeah, not number two overall, but I think that would have given me the little boost to be in the playoffs, and then I'd be hot now. Also, Cobb getting injured didn't help, or didn't help. but... I don't know, because I think, I mean, Alex Smith I got in the seventh round. I'm okay. My whole thing is, there. yes, our league does value quarterbacks so much, but there are so many quarterbacks. And that was going back to me saying, you know, look who Hudson's starting as the second guy. Like, you're not Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know what round he got drafted in, actually. Uh, probably like six, seven, or eight, somewhere in there, I would guess. Maybe, right. maybe, five, and, maybe five, actually. I mean, Alex Smith, I drafted him in the seventh round. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, so he's okay for, may, he's good for a seventh round pick maybe, but I mean, th- the stats I talked about with on the, right, on the Horn show ten. last year is like no team has ever ten. made the playoffs without a quarterback in the first four rounds. So like, sure, Alex Smith may have exceeded seventh round expectation, but that, that doesn't like, that's still not that good. That means like, oh, maybe he's a fifth round value, but like, that still doesn't compare to like a 25 points a game quarterback. I mean, if I had drafted Charles over Doug Martin, he's averaging, you know, like 20 points a... If I, like, if my number two pick was an AP or Jamal Charles, you know, and didn't get injured, I think I'd have a great shot because I also think quarterbacks have too many points in this league. Um, I like the rule change about the yardage for quarterbacks. I think that'll help balance it out. But, like, I still am not that high on having to draft a quarterback early. Okay, and you don't have to. There are going to be plenty of people in the league and be very happy when you end up with Joe Flacco again next year. But right. I, I don't think Doug Martin getting injured. I mean, I, I'm with you. It, it sucks to have the number two overall pick miss the season. But, like, he was not, as you said, he was giving you 10 points a game. And the running backs you replaced him with have been good. Like, right. I, I don't think you're I mean, losing that much by not having Doug Martin, who was not playing that well. I think you're losing right. more by having Randall Cobb out than Doug Martin. That's probably true. Um, yeah, I mean, I am thinking back. If I were to pick Peyton, my first three picks would have been Peyton, Andre Johnson, and Matt Forte. That would have been if you and you would have would have been a very different season. Forte was you. You drafted Forte the third round, right? 
Yeah, I drafted him in the third round. I so, thought so he was going to have a, a big that year. Was a great, that was a great pick. I also could have kept Forte and traded away Doug Martin with my trade with Lionel. I'm pretty upset about that. Uh, he he was willing to take either guy. So I would have gotten Eddie Lacy, Randall Cobb, and Michael Floyd and given up Amendola and Doug Martin. Yeah, that would have, that would have been a good deal. Um, but it's... What you didn't do that kills you. Um, I mean, what was what was your right? You're five and eight, so you realistically would have needed two more wins to make the playoffs. Uh, so I, I don't know. It, it might have made the difference. Like I'd have to look back at all all your box scores. But I mean, the beginning of the season, your team was just pretty bad. I think. Like I know. Yeah, it was it was a pretty bad start. All right. So I'm I'm looking at our matchup this week now. I, I'm not afraid of your quarterbacks. Your wideouts are the only thing that really scare me. Um, is, I mean, Eddie Lacy's not 100% this week. Yeah, he's also banged up, which doesn't help. Right. He left an ankle injury. So so you um, think, what, what score do you put yourself at this week? Because we're both projected within like two points of each other right now. That said, yeah, it's pretty I, close. I have Welker at zero in my lineup right now, so I probably will do something about that. Yeah, I think you were up by like 20 before he came out. Um I think that's what it'll probably end up at, whoever you end up picking. Um, I thought about not playing Fitzpatrick and putting in um, putting in uh, Richard Mendehall against Tennessee because they do give up a lot of yards to running backs. Uh-huh. Um, but I just don't think I can bring myself to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel I shouldn't be helping you out. I, Mendenhall sucks. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not actually that worried about your team because... Alex Smith, like, they're going to run. Really what it comes over. down to, I need Decker and have big games and Andre Johnson to put up yards for our bet. Yeah, that, 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 that is what you need. Um, and So I'm fine. Who do you think, uh, who's your biggest threat, me or Yoni in this backdoor bracket? Who are you more afraid of? Um, I'm probably more afraid of you. All right. Um, I mean, granted, I had the toughest path to our bet because I had to win out. It, but, it, you could see it both ways. I actually think uh, you did. Wait, tough. Oh yeah, toughest path. My mistake. Yes, you have the toughest path. I agree completely. Um, but I, I think the winner of our game is going to win the backdoor bracket. Yoni without Gronk, I think that's probably true. He could lose to Anton this week because Anton somehow has like Jason Campbell and Josh McCown are the best quarterbacks in football. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, it it it, it is. All right, fuse man. I, I got to cut this off. Anything else you want to talk about quick while you're still on the show? Uh, oh, yeah. One quick thing I had about the trade tracker. Okay. The negative points for guys that are hurt, I think, messes up the uh, kind of the trade. Because, first of all, you're looking at these over a replacement guy. If he's hurt, he's not going to be playing. It's not as if he played. Um. No, you're, you're, you're completely correct. The trade tracker is an extremely flawed system because it also doesn't take into account, are you starting them? Like, it, like it, neg- yeah, negative par or little par on the bench that shouldn't really be a negative against you. Right. So, yeah, you, you have I mean, to, for a trade to actually compare that, you have to look at exactly like the replacement players at those positions. And I, there's no way I'm ever going to do that. But. Is there what what trade in particular are, are you are you thinking about should is a imbalanced? Oh, you're uh, Randall, Randall Cobb. Cobb. Trade, he goes down negative forty four. <laughs> yeah, because in fact, Lacey and Floyd have been good for you, 
And Forte has been good for so that's better, actually I mean better than Matt Forte. That's actually probably a very and Amendola who only missed a couple weeks. I guess he missed four weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Well, if you take Amendola and Let's Cobb say. out of that, yeah, it's actually amazing. pretty even. Lacey and Floyd for Forte. All right, that, that that's a fair point. Um, but there's there's little I'm going to do to correct that. I'm just being honest. And so maybe I'll think of something for next year. Um, also, I wanted to make a recommendation that we do our rule changes at the end of the season and not wait all year because I think it's more fresh in our mind. I agree. We, Me and Anton meant to do that last year and then just didn't get around to it. And then by the time we got to it, I don't know if anyone cared or remembered. So that's a good point. At the end of the season, like a week or two after the, or I don't know, maybe the week after the finals, me and Anton, and maybe we'll have Frogger on it and do it for real. We'll we'll podcast about rule changes for next year. Are you going cool. suge- to suggest just as many? Uh, probably. All right. Uh, well, we'll see how that goes. All right, Fuse, Fair thank enough. you for coming and, uh, up. I'm going to throw New York into the pool for a draft next year. Yeah, you, so are you anti going to Maine? Because it's going to be fun. Sure, it'll be fun. But, I mean, Maine is pretty far away, and we all do work. I mean, you don't, do you work on the weekends? Like, it's a weekend trip. Like, it's not that far. That's true. I all mean, right. I'd be, I also have whatever. I'm just throwing New York into the pool. New York, New York's in the pool. We'll get to that. Maybe part of that podcast will be we'll set a firm location with Anton. Cool. Hughes, thanks for coming on. Uh, this should be a good matchup. Uh, you and me this week. And a winner's going to have $50, most likely. Actually, no. Winner's going to have $100. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. I'll talk to you later, man. See ya. All right. Take care.